BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. What's up, guys? First of all, I feel like we need like to name our audience. I don't know. Okay. I don't, uh, guys, like, hi, guys. Oh, hey, guys. Hey, hey babies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need something. Hey, we need a word. <laughs> um, tell us what you want to be called. Yes, tell us, back. tell us, tell us. Okay, guys, I'm so excited. One of my dear friends is here. You might recognize Ella. She is a sports illustrated model, self-proclaimed CEO of motherfucking confidence <laughs> and your ultimate hype woman. But you may recognize her from her many viral videos from her TikTok and Instagram accounts that have accumulated over 850,000 followers and growing. Ella has reimagined. She is an infamous celebrity look. She is a loud, proud, and unapologetic voice for the Curve and female community. Ella, we are so stoked to have you here today. Yes. Yay! Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh. This I feel like this whole like kind of curvier body is is really in right now. Like actually, I was saying to my managers, I was like, Maybe I should try for sports illustrated. And she was like, Aurora, no offense or anything, but like you, you like right now they're looking for like Remy Baders and like more of that like full body, mm-hmm. and which is for me, like I've always kind of been like a skinny bitch my whole life. It's just like <laughs> no matter what, which which is fine. But like right now, that's not the thing that's not in. What would you say, though, to this kind of like underground these 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 voices are coming up and they're making themselves heard saying that it's irresponsible to be promoting bodies that aren't healthy like do you think like a a full-size body is necessarily not healthy and do you think that that you're part of that movement wow aurora is jumping right in she's jumping right (laughs) in straight to it that i mean it's it's hard to say because i mean like i'm in this space where i'm like confident and i love my body and it's like so little to do with actual size of it so you look healthy too like yeah yeah. What some might say is unhealthy, I feel like. And it's interesting because it's like health. I always preach like health has like different looks and sizes and whatever to it. And it's like, I mean, it's hard to judge like health necessarily. I feel like looking at it, but obviously like in a standard wise, like I feel like I'm in this space, but I always get categorized like in a box. I'm like, mm-hmm. I never wanted to be in a box. So it's right. like, oh, so because you're curvy, you're like body positive and then you're this and then you're a fat activist and you're that. I'm like, wait, what? I never signed up to be like mm-hmm. any of these right. things. I'm just like confident in my skin and I happen to be a size 14. I feel like I've, I mean, I've always been an athlete my whole life. I work out all the time. I have a trainer. I do like Pilates. So it's like, for me, I love working out. It helps my mental health. It helps me feel good and toned and strong. But yeah, I would say I'm an overall like very healthy person. And I feel like that isn't even really categorized by my size. Yeah. You're not like, you know, you've seen, I know Sports Illustrated has recently put people on their, who's, who was recently on their cover and who was the guy? Yumi. Uh, is that her name? Yumi? Yeah, Yumi she, she, Yes, she was on the cover and Jordan Peterson was the one who has a huge following as well. 
saying that this is this is unhealthy to put someone on this and it's kind of fake compassion. And so that's my fear with, we'll say curve models. I know it's like not cool to put curve in front of model, a model's model, a model. But right. you're, you, you're like, he said that you are... You're exploiting, you're exploiting these women. You're exploiting these women. They're being used for c- fake compassion. So I thought mm. that was an interesting point because we as women are so insecure. Mm. We do think about like, I, I look back at my skinniest pictures and I was, I thought, oh my God, I need to lose five more pounds, right. which is something we do as women. Right. But it, it is an interesting argument. It's an interesting argument, but I do like what you're saying here about like what your size is you know, doesn't necessarily mean health or or not health. Like, right. like maybe you're healthy as a size 14. Like you have great hair, you know, you have great skin. It, like you're taking care of yourself. Totally. And, it, and I think also, and I spoke to this once on my Instagram too, there was a time when it was like, Right after my divorce, I was not eating a lot. I was mm-hmm. super not healthy. Mm-hmm. And I posted a picture in a bikini. I was at a bachelorette. And I got so many comments of people being like, wow, Aurora, like, you look fantastic. You look amazing. Right. I can't believe, like, what have you been doing? And it's like depression and yeah. anxiety. And it's like totally. sometimes when you look, like, on paper a certain way. Supposedly healthy. Right. It's like you, that's actually the time healthy. in your life when you're, yeah. when you're the least healthy. So I totally. do believe it's like finding finding what you know to be healthy for you right but that doesn't take away from perhaps is it irresponsible to be showing right this curvy not even curvy some of these There's women are obese yes and the difference. thing is we're living in a time where obesity is at its highest that it's ever been and there's you know hundreds of related diseases yeah. causing to death linked to obesity so like i don't know it's one of those questions of like how do you promote health at all sizes while not kind of glorifying obesity. Totally. And I think, I mean, I think that there is like a fine line of like finding what works for you. Like what you said, like, you know, your health is different than my health. My best self is way different than your guys's best self. And that will always be the case for everyone. And Mm -hmm. I like stand by that. I think from the outside looking in like a stereotypical, like health standard or society standards is like, this is what health is and this is what's not. And I really don't think it's black and white at all. Like Mm -hmm. it's so, it can be so gray and it is, and it's very individual to you. I think that when I was my smallest or smaller in high school or in middle school, I mean, like, cause I gained weight probably after high school, it was just like, I wasn't healthy. My mm-hmm. thoughts weren't healthy. Food was running my mind. Mm-hmm. I would skip meals. I would look at my stomach every time I walked past a mirror. And if it wasn't flatter, I would fucking work out harder. Like I was so unhealthy in the mind. I was I was not nourishing my body. I was binging because then I would like not eat certain things during the day because my family was hard on me. And then like when I would be like at sleepovers or have like nights to go out with my friends, I would binge because I didn't get to eat those foods at Binging home. Binging is real. So it's yeah. real. It's and it's associated with guilt too. Totally. So it's like, I do feel like my healthiest, happiest now. Like, am I always, is there always room to improve? I think with everyone there is. Like I'm always looking to be a better me than I was yesterday. And that's always going to be the case. But yeah, I know what you're saying with that, you know, conversation. And that's definitely like a loaded conversation with so many different perspectives and like outlet outlooks that you can take but I think for me at least I can speak to what I'm promoting and it's always being like the best you and being healthy and happy and who you are whatever size yeah. that is. and what I love that you said is that to you health is being confident and mm-hmm. I can agree more like it is an internal fe- feeling and your mind and your body and soul are 1000% connected like you said and and I've had moments where and like you were saying Aurora we might have appeared to be so skinny right. appeared to be this but we were actually so depressed and had counting calories all the things and I think many a women at some point go through that in their lives so this is also kind of a loaded question I get this so I can't imagine how many times you get this because I think this is such a journey is 
it's probably in your DMs all the time. How do I become confident like you? How does one become mm-hmm. so confident? Mm-hmm. Are you asking like how, like that question? Like yeah, how would you? I, be- I get it all the time. Yeah, so I can't imagine. Like how, what's your what's, what's your, your formula? Journey? Yeah. Honestly, it's just like years and years and years of work. And it's yeah. like years of rewiring my thoughts and re- rewiring what I focus on. I think our whole life, skinny's always been linked to happiness and I just don't link the two. And I think for so long, I always thought that once I did that, I can go on the vacation. Once I did that, I can wear that shirt. Once I do that, I can get a boyfriend. And and that is so toxic in itself. Yeah. So it's it's relearning all of that. I think so many affirmations every day, being your biggest cheerleader. Like I never had a long relationship, like a, a long-term boyfriend or anyone to really always be there and support me and fill my cup up and compliment me and validate me. And so it's like, I've always had to lean on me. And if anything, I'm hyper independent, which can also be another problem that you can dive in as another conversation. But it's like, I have always relied on me for that. So it's like, Mm. now I have to be confident. I have to show up every day. I have to pay my bills. Like it's me. It's always been just me betting on me and me focused on me because I haven't had that necessarily. I think I was so tired of being tired. I was tired of feeling insecure. I was tired of not living my best life. I was tired of being held back mentally and physically. Like I just didn't want to live that way anymore. So it was kind of like a breaking point when you wake up, when you're like, I'm done feeling this way. Like I want to be happy. Like I want to be confident and wear that bikini, which I never thought ever in my life I would ever post in a bikini and it's like hilarious I'm like a swimsuit model like Like, Like, it's like my job (laughs) and I'm like I could not even like I would literally take photos in middle school and make all my friends delete it after if I was in it like I hated photos of me wow and I've like never really shared that I think it's like such a beautiful it's almost like a love story with yourself Mm -hmm. where you're you kind of one day are just like wait why am I not letting myself feel all of these feelings that I want to feel confident and beautiful and sexy what because someone else is telling me that I'm not allowed to because I'm not a size two or like society's telling you that and you kind of just made the decision to like you know what I'm going to I'm going to feel happy and do the things that make me happy because because at the end of the day I only have myself totally and I, I do think there's something like that like pretty girl syndrome skinny girl syndrome not that pretty and skinny are are you know one in the same but like if you're one of those girls who's kind of always relied on the attention of other people mm-hmm. and like, I'm not going to lie, like growing up from a young age, like I was the one who had like boobs when I was 14 and like right. was getting attention from the guys. And you, if you've been listening for a while, you know, my story with like my, my slutty phase in high school, but it's like, I feel like I have kind of always been like, oh, I need like a guy to make me to like validate my confidence or totally. somebody to like, or you, and now with social media, it's like you mm-hmm. you want to get those likes because it's right. like that instant dopamine rush. So it's like the work that you've put in into like being that advocate for yourself or being your own like hype woman totally. is like, that's something that you can sustain. Totally. Like when, when, when my, I worry about the days sometimes when like my hair goes all gray and like I'm old and wrinkly and stuff. And it's like, you know, I don't get that special attention at the car dealer that like totally. I kind of rely on, you know, it's like right. you, as women, we, we use the cards that were dealt. And totally. when you, when you look a certain way, sometimes it's like you, you play the fucking cards for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think also to that point though, when you rely just purely on your looks though, that is a re- reflection of your confidence because if you are so confident, you don't need mm-hmm. that validation from likes or from other people. Right. You find it within yourself. That's it what I was like that's, say. that's what totally. you do such a great job of. Totally. I feel like, and that's why I say I'm the most confident now at my biggest self than I've ever been because it has little to do with my body and looks. Like, yes. Or yes, that's people a perk. Because right. you get haters. Like, totally. All yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. And so it's like, 
I feel like you have to find it within. So I started to like really tap within myself, like into all my insecurities, all the things I didn't like about myself, my flaws, the way I treated people. And like, I really was like a shift 180. Like, I feel like I found so much more confidence in being a kinder person. How do you treat others? Like, what are your morals and values? Like, what are, what's your faith? Like, that's what I would focus on. Right. And then that light like shine from within to then out. Like yeah. and after, so it sounds like you had a, like a come to Jesus moment, like a, mm-hmm. whether it was like, like, at what point does someone look at themselves in the mirror like you did? Did it take a low? Did it take a a, a certain feeling to be like, I got to I got to I got to change this shit? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. It's like it's so weird to like even correlate the two. But I've had family members struggle with drug addiction. And it's interesting because it's like you have to hit rock bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's nowhere near confidence, obviously. But it's like I had to hit a rock bottom. Was that in a, like a mental state of feeling it of was, rock bottom? It was It was so mentally draining. Like yeah. every day when you focus on your looks, that shit is exhausting. Like we are tired. Like mm-hmm. women are fucking tired. And every day there's a new article that comes out and Heroic, Heroin Chic is in. And oh now everyone's God. on Ozempic. It's like Everybody's it's that. On and that's what fucks with our minds. And it's so sad because now I feel like I've built that strong foundation of confidence where it can't shake me. But it's like... This shit's not easy. Like society doesn't make it easy for us women to even exist in this world, let alone like fucking feel confident. And it's like you're always being pinned as like, oh, she's looking bigger or like, I mean, all the tabloids, just like how they make fun of everyone. You can't wear anything without being, oh, God, she let herself go. It's like, what the fuck? It's so funny, too. It's not funny, actually, at all, because rarely ever will you see a tabloid or news article online so-and-so as a man has gained weight or he's looking older. It's like, wow, he looks, he's a fine wine. Mm -hmm. Dad bods are in. That's what's annoying. It's so annoying. So I recently started going on dating apps after my divorce. And like I was talking to this one guy and he was talking about how he really wants a feminine woman. He doesn't like the best part of women is that they're not masculine. And just talking about like what he, what like Mm -hmm. the role that he thinks a woman, like, that like stay at home women like should be stay at or that stay at home his point was that stay at home moms should get should get like a better rap from society yes okay so he wants like a wife who's gonna like stay at home and have the babies and like fall right into that domesticated feminine role which is fine but then he also wants a fucking hot girl who's like doesn't have saggy tits who's also like making her own money and independent right. but doesn't want her to be masculine it's like right. how do you reconcile like, like all super like they yeah. want <laughs> men want a woman who is who doesn't exist like you can't like be like perfection it literally does not exist yeah. okay you want me to breastfeed my kids for for two years and all that but you don't want me to have saggy tits like how right. that doesn't the math happen. isn't mathing the math is not <laughs> mathing and no, like, literally you want us to be happy all the time and like just love the role of like be so feminine home. but like don't rely on them for money but then don't make too much because right. then it's intimidating yeah. but then look this but don't look like that play right. the part don't play it's like what have the a fuck? passion but like it can't be it can't like be making more money than I make right. and then you God need forbid. to and I told him and I know that this turned him off because I was like when I was home with my kids like I didn't love it like I I thought I would and I changed my mind so I went and like focused on my career and I got a nanny for my kids during the day because right it was the most like painfully boring yet like monotonous and hectic experience totally. I, I didn't like it and for me like I felt shame around that because like that almost means that you're like anti-feminine yeah, you're, not you're, you're not right. a good mom you're not a good mom it's like w- like I want to be, I, I am a little masculine. Like, I want to be a little bit of, of everything. Like, why right. can't we Why can't we just, like, be what the fuck we want? I don't well, get and it. And I feel like the society standards are constantly changing, whether it's, you know, in or outside of the home 
or even physically because totally. a couple years ago it was all about the BBLs. It was all now about they're being all extra. removed. It was yeah. all curves, all big tits, all fat ass. Right. Real or not real. Now, like you said, heroin chic is in. Everyone's right. on this fucking ozempic. And if you notice, yeah. it happened the same time that the, the high waisted jeans went out and the low waisted yeah. jeans came yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like you can't constantly <laughs> keep. So then you get skinny because you're keeping up with this trend, and then there's a new trend. That's it's like why you can't keep up. No, and that's why I always say like, never let your body be a trend. Like, don't oh, even don't let your body be a trend like just don't like I love that it's so easy to fall into it and it's like you will never win I always mm-hmm. say it you're either too skinny you're this you're too tall you're too short you're too big well you could have skinnery arms and you could do that it's like you will literally never win so stop trying to win and just be you and be happy and I mm-hmm. like literally swear by that okay guys if you've been following me for a while you know I am thriving in my mom era I'm loving every second of it and just had my third child And with thriving in your mom era means you're kind of a skeptic for all of the products on the market these days from prenatals to supplements to food. I'm kind of a psycho when it comes to ingredients. So I was really happy when I found Rituals Essential for Women. I used this throughout my entire pregnancy and I loved how it made me feel. It really had a nice, fresh, citrusy taste and smell to it. So it was actually enjoyable and didn't want to make me vomit. But I also love that it had clean ingredients. It is non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, vegan, all the things with traceable, high quality, clean ingredients. So I really enjoyed it my entire pregnancy and it was also really good for my baby. And now postpartum, I'm actually transitioning to the ritual essential for women 18 plus. So that's nice that I'm able to transition from pregnancy to postpartum. So great news for you guys. Instead of striving for perfect health, aim for supporting foundational health. Great news. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash barely filtered. That's ritual.com slash barely filtered to start ritual or add essential for women 18 plus or prenatal to your subscription today. Visit ritual.com slash barely filtered. That's ritual.com slash barely filtered. Enjoy. I'm Cameron Esposito, and I have a lot of jobs. I'm an actor. You've seen me on ABC's A Million Little Things. I'm a stand-up comic, best-selling author, but I am no expert at survival. On my new podcast, Survivor Die Trying, we're going to learn together. From shark attacks to tsunamis and bad breakups, this is your one-stop shop to prepare for the absolute worst-case scenario. Join me and some special guests on Survivor Die Trying, a comedy podcast that prepares you for anything. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. And something I swear by is the best thing you can wear is confidence. Yeah. It does not matter what you wear. It's how you wear it. hundred percent. And, and it is a journey. So be, being the CEO of confidence and you are such a bad bitch, like obviously you have bad days. You're totally. human. And I love that you share that. You're like, fuck, I'm overwhelmed. I'm having right. a bad day. How do you, when you're in that rut, whether it's a day, two days a week, how do you get out of that? I let myself feel those feelings. I think I used to run away from them and distract myself with being busy and like not wanting to feel that. But now I allow myself to feel those bad days, but I don't soak in it. Mm -hmm. And I was always taught at a young age, which I think you love and like you talk about a lot is like never being in a victim mentality. Mm -hmm. And my dad like engraved that in my head since I was a kid. So like it almost to a point where it was like, all right, let me fucking cry, dad. Like, you know, he'd be like, why are you crying? Like, that's not going to help the situation. Like he was intense with it, Mm -hmm. but it did teach me a lot that now that like when that shit happens, it's like, 
well, nowhere in the world does life say it's fair. Like yeah. nowhere. Yeah. It's a bad day. It's not yeah. a bad life. You're never exactly. promised a goodie bag. Yeah. Totally. And my mom would always be like, people have it so much worse. Like be grateful. And so my like, mom I, you know, always always used always. That. like, you want to see how I, I'll make you cry? Like she was fucking ruthless yeah. Greek woman. So like I definitely was learned with those values and morals to, you know, like it's okay to cry and feel that for sure. Like no one is like a superwoman and like it's good to show emotion, but I don't, I don't sit with it. So whether that's do something that feels good, maybe it's going for a walk, maybe it's calling that friend that always uplifts you. You call a family member, maybe you go to like a workout class that's fun, like just do something that feels good. And it kind of like brings back the juices, but it's always just like remembering your why. And it sounds cliche, but when you're so down and you get rejected so much, especially in this industry, told no and no and no, or dropped from agencies or whatever, it's easy to just say like, that's my life then. Like, it's so easy to be like, okay, then fuck it. Maybe I'm not supposed to do this. Which a lot of people you know? do, they give up. Exactly. And you're like, fuck that, I'm not a victim. No. Like, if you're, ta- if you're saying no, I'm talking to the wrong person. Right, and it's because like, you know your why. That yeah. person doesn't know your why. Mm-hmm. That person doesn't see your vision. That person doesn't know your worth. So it's like, you're just you're just at the wrong place. Right, and you, just you have probably to deal with that. rejection a lot as a model in this industry. All the time. Have you been ever, what's the worst thing you've been told? Have they ever said anything to your face? Or are people getting nicer? Because I'm thinking Janice Dickinson, like runway model days, and she was like, right. you're so fat, like being right. ruthless. Like in your face about yeah. it. I haven't had like in your face about it. I mean, I've been dropped from agencies, which was hard. So you feel like that's so personal to like, why am I not good enough? What's my like, why is that not my worth or I'm not worthy enough? But I mean, that's another story. I just think that's a whole other issue. But I think. The worst that I've been told, and it goes kind of back into like glorifying what you were talking about, like that balance between glorifying obesity and the plus size community and being healthy. This goes into like the toxic things that I deal with in this industry that I've been told is like, don't lose any more weight or you lose your job. Yeah. And I've been told that before. I was told when I was trying to sign, this is during this SI days, they told me to gain 10 pounds because I was basically too far off from and being the too skinny. Yeah. So the midi model, yeah. which is even tougher. And they're like, you yeah. just need to eat more cheeseburgers and gain weight so yeah. that you can be a full curve. Yeah. So do you think the industry has made progress or is, do we still have a huge long way to go? I think we've made progress, but then I see shit that like, if you're not this or you're not that, you get dropped from the job. And I'm like, see, right. we're not Maybe even they won't tell you anywhere. why, right. but it's like you, th- yeah. You know. Yeah. Totally. When you were just in New York Fashion Week and I yeah. think you talked about like, all of them were size zeros. Totally. It was like, like really hard seeing like that. Girls like Alexander Wang and designer. Totally. And all this stuff too, but you just don't make it for us. And it's like not even, I'm not even, yeah, it's not even like a size four or six was represented. Mm-hmm. It was literally just a double zero at the shows that I went to. And I just was like, damn, like we're really going backwards. It started to feel like. Um, and we're not questioning their weight, but we're questioning the girls who are size 14, 16, right. 18. And then, then you have the comparison of like, is that healthy? And mm-hmm. so it's like, so... Yeah, don't even get me started, but <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh my God, I'm going to bite my tongue. But no, it's just, it's it's troubling, especially because you feel like you're doing so well, but then it's like, oh, you should gain weight for this job. Or like, I got released from a job and I, and I was like so upset. And they're like, well, you lost some weight because I was sick. It was like pre-COVID days and I got wow. sick, which I think was COVID in the beginning. And I lost the job because she said, you got too small. And they're like, if you gain more weight, we'll work with you again. And I was like, so what do you want me to go do? Just eat a bunch of cheeseburgers really quickly yeah. and gain weight? Like, what do you actually want me to do? Do you feel the pressure to stay a size 14? I, I do. I see you. You work out. You eat healthy. You do all the yeah. right things. And I'm like, this girl's going to start losing weight. Like, I know. I know. Because I work out really like, fucking it, hard. You do. It's annoying because it's almost like they're hiring you to play the part of exactly. a role that they need you to be. Mm-hmm. But like, that's not the, the reality is that women's bodies fluctuate and and depending on like, you know, where you are even in your time of the month it's like for us to be expected to look the same all the time I feel like 
and to look the, the same across the board, like uh, among women, like that is where the toxicity lies. Right. It's and like and that's a difference. I, I agree because sorry to interrupt because I was just watching Bill Maher, which I have reached officially reached that point in my 30s that I watched Bill Maher at night. <laughs> but this guy was talking about the difference between equality and equity. Inequality means what we all want. We want equal rights. We want to all feel good. We want to all feel the same. Equity means that this was his definition, that people are essentially being picked and placed for their own good, for the brands, like diversity, for example. I'm going to choose a black person because it fills this role and it, it's going to make us look good. Yeah. Right. It's not the same thing as being equal. Right. Those are two totally it's different not, things. But then you also have to reconcile it with the whole, like, like even with our podcast, we're like, okay, well, we need to have some diversity on. Like, we need to have, like, some people of color, somebody of different religion, you know, like, because you want also it to be a representation of the world at large and you want people to be able to see themselves in your guests and to, totally. to be able to speak to a broader audience. So I get that. But, like, to feel like your product placement is where it's the problem. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, at what point do you feel, like, used rather than, like, you deserve yeah, to be here? Yeah, it's like, exactly, I'm the token, exactly. like, curvy girl. Yeah. Here, but, yeah. And that's what I hate. Like, I feel like sometimes I'm p- pinned as that. Or, like, you'll know damn well when I'm on a brand trip, when I'm on an influencer thing, when I'm on a set. When I'm like, oh, I'm the box. Yes. I'm the yeah. curvy one. Yeah, totally. Whereas, like, no, I know how to model. I know how to pose really well. I'm really comfortable You're in front gorgeous, of the camera. You're gorgeous, by the Thank way. You. I mean. I know how to move my body. Like, there's so much that goes into modeling there's so much more that plays a part in that role than just being literally a size 14. Right. And on that, actually, which is one of the things that I love about you, like, I feel like in this world of modeling or influencing or just be keeping yourself relevant, like, we are all kind of having to be our biggest, uh, like, sh- uh, shameless proponents. And, totally. like, whether that means, like, calling a paparazzi to stage mm-hmm. our own, like, relevance in a certain situation, which I, I know I've done with my sisters because, like, we have something that's launching and we just want eyeballs. Totally. Like, totally. Like, I find it, like... Awesome. I, I just think it's so amazing that you are kind of shamelessly there to promote yourself. And like, I what are some it. of the what are some of the tools that you would give to somebody who's trying to like, you know, climb grow. up the ladder, grow their brand, grow, grow right. the eyeballs on them? And, you know, because ultimately it's the message that you want to have a platform to to give. Right. It's not like right. you just want to be relevant to be relevant for no reason. But you totally. have an important message. So, like, how are you able to get those eyeballs on you and keep yourself? And relevant? Can I just say that Ella yeah. does not have a famous rapper boyfriend. She does not have famous parents. <laughs> <laughs> Which it seems today and age, like, you have to have one of those things, yeah, right? And right. so you are as normal as it gets, we'll say. Totally. Which I love because yeah. so many normal girls out there be like, well, I, I can't do it. But right. you did it. So right. what can you tell these girls? It can feel defeating. I'm not going to lie. Like, going into this industry and not having that support or financial support or any of that, like, it, it is like, okay, shit, I'm really an underdog. And, like, you got to work sometimes two to three times harder than the next component or, like, the, the next girl that you're, you know, trying to get the job or you're trying whatever. It's like... It is hard. I would say that you got to be consistent. It goes back to your why and your why should really push you to want to push that message. I think like what you said, I'm not just trying to be relevant as like, I want to be a curve model. Like I want to be a really big model. I'm like, I want to no, be famous. Like, to be famous. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want to just be famous or whatever. It's like, I want to add value. I want to impact lives. I want to make everyone feel confident in their skin. With that, I need the platform, right? And so it's like, I think that message is so desperately needed and wanted in society right now. Because for so long it's been skinnies in, skinnies that, da 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 da. And I feel like I bring a really refreshing, honestly, vibe and a refreshing conversation to the table that I think a lot of people want to hear and they're soaking it up. And I and I started to realize that one posting, people were eating up the content. I'm like, oh, people like this. And I was like, okay, yeah. well, this is just true from my heart. Like, I'm not putting on an act. I'm not putting on a role. Like, real. this is my real life story. Like, I'm really sharing my real life shit. 
and people kept eating it up that I almost brought a whole community on board with me as like a journey. So I start showing people my journey. So every year when I tried out for Sports Illustrated and I didn't get it, it wasn't embarrassing to me because it was like, no, this is my journey. And like yes. one day I'm going to get it and you're all going to be like, I was there to watch it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it was really cool to like bring people on this thing that so that they felt included. So I think honing in on community and really bringing your people with you is a great tip. I think when you do something amazing and cool in your career, like share that and make them feel like, like I said, a part of it and included. And I think I do one cool thing and I make like five pieces of content out of it. So it's always looking like momentum. It's always looking like I'm doing right. something, which I, I am busy. And you're sharing your lows. Yeah. So you're feeling, so it's realistic. And I, I love what you said, because I felt this too with my kind of like, when I when I blew up on Instagram a little bit, it was because I was sharing the tools and the tips and the bad days of like being a new mom and kind of like, and, right. and when you build a community and you feel like people are, feeling less alone by interacting with you and and your content. It's such a gratifying feeling. And I feel like that brings us back to our why of, Mm -hmm. and that's the why I feel like for all of us here on earth. And I always say that on this podcast of just like being able to share with others so that they feel less alone and they feel empowered. And it sounds like you're doing exactly that. And just the thing is, it's like, yeah, there is this curvy, there is this curvy uh, momentum that's going in out there in like the modeling world that people are trying to now call like fat advocate and also target it as like being unhealthy because it's promoting obesity. But you here are a person who is curvy and is a very healthy size 14 who works out Mm -hmm. and is feeling their best mentally and physically. So, I mean, that is not, that is not a, that's not, that is not being a proponent of Mm -hmm. unhealthy culture or that is not like, you know, and your niche. Yes. Yeah. And what I love too is you mentioned about being real. So through the highs, the lows, and people are craving real, no matter what mm-hmm. your message is, because there's people on hard on the right, hard on the left, whether it's body, whether it's spirituality, whatever it is. Totally. People love people who are just con- like like just so strong in their convictions. And I mm-hmm. love that you stand by it. Right. So I have a question for you is you manifested this, right? Like, and you said you didn't give up. And I think both of us for Sports Illustrated, I think it was it was my third year trying. Mm-hmm. Was Same. it your third? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't give up. We could have easily been like, nope, not for totally. me. We kept going. And like you said, your followers were along with the journey. So when you got it, they felt like they got it. Totally. They were, they were cheerleaders for you. So right. on that note of manifesting, I know you're a big vision, vision board girl. Yeah. How does one manifest? And how what are you kind of manifesting right now? I feel like one manifests by like, in many different ways. You know, you can visualize it. You can write it down. You can say it out loud. Some people do. Like, they literally have rituals on this. Like, there's yeah. a whole fucking <laughs> science behind it. I think what's worked for me is having a vision. Like, having such a clear vision of what I clear. want. And and you almost work backwards. So, it's like, you know, this is you in 10 years. How do I now get there? Let's move backwards. And it's I, I almost started to believe that I had that. And I have everything I wanted, even though I had nothing. And so, when I first started out... I was working at a restaurant in Hawaii and I was like, I'm literally going to be a Sports Illustrated model. And then they were like, that's funny. And I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, keep watching. Like, like, Go ahead. There's, Welcome there's, to my show. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? And I think that's because I had the clear vision and, and whether it was God given, which I think it was, but it's whatever you believe in and it's your faith. It's whatever it is. When you have that vision within you, like no one can take that from you. Right. And so every day I take those baby steps to work to be that person. Right. And I love I, that, the, you that you're mentioning the baby steps because I think people think manifestation. They're like, oh, great. I'll just make a wish and then I'll just go about my day. Like, yeah, there's right. the other part Overnight. of work. There's, right. a, there's that other half beyond believing of actually totally. putting the work in. Totally. And I made a video actually on this that went viral about delusional confidence. And I was like, have 
I was like, have delusional confidence. Like I was so delusional to think I was getting Sports Illustrated that I got it. Like you have to have an undeniable self-worth. But aside from delusional confidence that I talk about, a lot of people were like, well, let's not forget that you have the looks. I'm like, there's so many other 20 times way better looking girls than me, way fitter, way this, mm-hmm. way curvier, way beautiful, da-da-da. But they won't even see the success I'll see because of everything else that I put in every single day. It's so Absolutely. true. I mean, have you, you know ever gone I mean? on vacation too to like some random country and like the and and oh. there are beautiful fucking everywhere women. Those are stunning models those everywhere. Stand Brazilian the, bitches. Yes. No, literally, the top, and their bodies. The top <laughs> models in the U.S. in the in Brazil, all over the world. The ones who are super successful. You guys, let's just call it spade a spade. Giselle Bunchen is not the most beautiful woman in the world, but she has had one of the most yeah extraordinary successful. careers. Five hundred million dollars says otherwise. <laughs> it's yeah. not by accident. Yeah, right. This is a woman who had that. I mean, you know, she did have like six feet tall and like she's gorgeous. But totally. I mean, like, you have to work for it. And you I love to. the whole like working backwards thing, because if you start with the end, end goal. goal and you work backwards, like and you don't give permission to anybody else not to believe you, like it doesn't actually matter what they think, because right. it's like you don't have a choice. Like this is this right. is my reality. Like you just act like a person who already is there. And then like, I mean, there's no other their choice but to manifest that but the consistency is and whether you believe you can or you can't you're absolutely fucking right I've had conversations around Mm -hmm. like I mean we're with kids and families and I'll be like this is the house I'm gonna buy in a couple years they're like oh I could never afford that I'm like you're right. Then you can. Then yeah. you can. Yeah. I believe I can. Maybe I can't right now, but right. I will. Right. But yeah. you will. I believe that's that's what's going to happen. Totally. And that's so true. It's like what you say and what you think about yourself is what it is. So it's like even the way we talk about ourselves, mm-hmm. like I always try and check people. I'm like, you're manifesting a really miserable yes. life right I know. now. And you don't even know and it. people are like, I can I'm struggle so... with that. I'm self-deprecating. Yeah. And people are always like, don't do that. Yeah. I know. Because it's so powerful. I, I checked my mom because she'd be like, oh, I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. I'm so ugly. I'm so my this. I'm like, that too. yeah. And I'm like, and I told her, I was like, Stop saying Stop that. talking to yourself that way. Yeah. And, and no wonder she's not very a very confident woman. Right. Yeah. You, know, you have to talk. Right. You have to, more than anyone, you have yeah. to talk highly to yourself. Totally. Even my four-year-old, he'll be like, oh, I'm not good at soccer. And I'm like, well, like, don't say that about yourself. And he'll be, or he'll be like, I'm not the, I'm not smart, mommy. And I'm like, no, you are smart because you're my boy. And you don't say that about my boy. Like, you know, like you have to teach them from so young. But right. um, I just love that you're. You're really like you you walk the walk because it, it is work. It's almost like that Kanye West mentality of Got like it. confidence. Like yeah. it's almost like that like unbelievable, like delusional confidence. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. when you told me that, I was like, Oh, I think you could buy five of those. Yeah. Like you, you know I what love I'm saying? That. I love like, that. <laughs> and then you're like, fuck, think bigger. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like you have to, but you have to think that about you. Right. you. Well, I you see it. your worth. I see your worth, yeah. but do you see it in you? Exactly. Like, that's what you have right. to do. And unfortunately, there's a lot of missed opportunities for a lot of amazing, beautiful, smart people because totally. they don't believe it and they settle. And, and I just want to shake them. <laughs> and you're the only one that's holding you back. Yes. Like, it's literally your own limiting beliefs. Right. It's like, like it's, it's kind of, you have to be a little bit of a sociopath. Like, the totally, that's what I mean. are sociopaths. They are not the smartest of the smart, but no. they fucking they believe they are and they convinced everybody else along the way that they totally. are and we all fell for it. And yeah. here they are. Totally. And also, on that note, with these like successful business owners or actors or whatever, they just kept going. They just well, kept even going. Even if they got pushed down, they weren't like, oh, I'm done. It's just they kept going and going and as all the other people trickled off and started uh-huh. giving up or settling, they totally. just kept climbing. Right? Yeah. And it's blocking out the noise, especially when you get started. Like if oh, you're yeah. listening to this and you want to get started, whether you want to be an influencer, you want to be a model, you want to be a CEO, you want to do this, it's like, it is hard to fucking start. One, like, it's easier for me now. It was harder for me two years ago. Like, 
it's really hard to start. I think what I would say is really, really tunnel vision it, like mm-hmm. block out that noise. Yeah. Like when I first got started and I was posting on Instagram when I had no followers and I acted like I had a huge audience and yes. whatever, it's like my family was like, what is she doing? Yeah. She's like, and the friends are sending to other friends. You know, people right. are making you know fun of you. You're in the group chats. Like, yeah. no, but it's like, now look at me. Yeah. Now you're asking how I did it. Because you need like, that yeah. momentum. And it is true. Once you get past that, like, it's all about momentum. Like, totally. An object in motion stays in motion. But once, but to get it moving, it can be grinding. It can be slow. It can be a, a horribly like excruciating process. Totally. Then once you get the momentum, it really does pick up and it gets easier. And I think of that just driving mm-hmm. here to work, and I'm like, wow, like look at this. I really like. I made this happen, and mm-hmm. this was just. I, I love that. I still, my ex husband still laughs at me when I when he says I have when I tell him that I have a podcast because he's like well, like who wants to listen to you talk and I'm like you know <laughs> you're I got like a you lot know of what? stories yeah <laughs> we'll tell you real soon buddy yeah, yeah. but I like what you said about ignoring like kind of the haters because I'm a firm believer literally today Tyra text me he's like put the blinders on and that's what racehorses do they put blinders on so they can't see to the side they can't see who's and back behind them they're not listening to the noise or mm-hmm. who's around them they are yeah. so focused on right. just fucking winning so focused and all those people. Will drop off. I yeah. think the thing, the the input of the people closest to us is oftentimes the hardest to shake, especially if it totally. comes from somebody like a parent who you know had a great role in shaping mm-hmm. you. Like my parents are super, super rational kind of people. They mm. were my mom is. They're both musicians. They like you only make it to the top of the music in classical music if you really are the best and you really work yeah. through everything. Like it's harder in that industry, I think, to like like you can't just tell somebody I'm the best viola player and then yeah. you get like right. first chair in the in the philharmonic so with my parents they they don't like even i told my dad about this podcast too and he's still kind of like oh well i don't really get it my parents do not understand instagram totally hurt your feelings it's (laughs) such a different generation you're supposed to have like the blind confidence in me that i can then take and run with but like you're not you might not get that from your parents and that's what's hard too and no one doesn't talk about that enough is like it's one thing for friends to say or people from high school whatever but it's like when it's your mom saying it or your family like that shit hits different and it's harder when they're like but you said it'll block out the noise it is hard when it's your inner family absolutely I think it's about having boundaries though which is like something that our generation is talking a lot more about than our parents generation did and I think that's super important because like my boundary with my mom for example was like pretty rough around my body and like I had to put a boundary with her I've had certain other family members that were hard on me or like certain people that like didn't understand or like how's your little career going or like you are you still modeling like what are you even doing out yeah. there like do you have a job yet I'm like what like totally yeah I have a fucking job like yeah and, yeah. and I don't care if you understand yeah, it and nobody knows what I do <laughs> exactly like, but it works yeah. so I think having those boundaries is important and like if you really want something you have to just like you know sit down talk to your family be like look like I know you're looking after me and you're worried but like I got it trust me kind of back off like you have to have that because they won't get it and then in your head you're like well maybe if they don't see my worth maybe I shouldn't be doing this or maybe this is stupid I should get a real job and even and even with friendships too not not everyone cares a lot of people are just curious Mm -hmm. so you have to find that team around you who are genuine supporters and want to help you whether it's sharing your network or pumping you up for a hot girl talk like yeah having genuine people even I always say I'd rather have four quarters than 100 pennies like your number of friendships around you does not matter totally totally and there's a lot of people out there that will just like use you or oh, yeah. they or, like you said perfectly the whole curious thing because it's like I feel like some people are asking me everything like what are you up to I'm like hmm you're just nosy you know, yeah. you're just like, nosy. Do you, actually you were care? talking shit about me in the right. group chat uh, a year ago you were not believing what I'm doing yeah. and now you want to know what's up and now up. they like, like to right. say oh I knew her when yeah it is funny exactly. when people come out of the woodwork yeah, and, and people start treating so you a little bit you. 
Been yeah. here from the start, babe. Like, so proud. I'm like, were you though? Yeah, were yeah. you? Because I hear differently. Yeah. Like, but I think we do all have those token friends, though, that like always have that great idea that they're like working on. And then it, like you never hear about it later. And just kind of like they, they become like the yeah. eye roll person. But you know what? Let that person do what, like, give them nothing right. but support. Like, mm-hmm. right. You know, if they have a family to support and they they can't make ends meet, like, you know, maybe they're gonna have to drive Uber on the side. But like, you know, there's right. ways to there, there's ways to not put your dreams like on hold. Totally. And like with the delusional confidence, like I said, comes the hard work, comes the resilience, comes the grit, but also comes like the talent. Like, yes, you like. I'm not I'm not delusional enough to say I'm going to be a professional NFL player. Like, yeah. let's yeah. be honest, like I'm not going to tell someone that has never touched a football like you're going to be an NFL star. Like, maybe shit. I mean, anything can happen in this world. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to be you have realistic to have the talent about too. The, yeah. And I feel like when I got in front of the camera, even before I was a model, it was actually my friends around me in Hawaii that were like, wait, whoa, how'd you just do that? Like, do that again. And I would like pose and they'd be like, wait, your face just changed. Like, how'd you just do that? Like, you need a model. And I'm like. Huh. So it was actually my friends that really gave me that confidence to start yeah, that. Um, and I started cool. taking more photos. But I, I really felt like I had that talent the second a camera came on where, like, I knew how to move. I knew how to, like, do it with it my face. A, like, it, it is a talent. talent. Like, I've gotten better yeah. at it. But, like, the more awkward you feel, like, the better you look. And you learn the tricks. And it's, totally. it's not easy. And it is no. exhausting. But one of the things yeah. that I love that you do, and I feel like this is a skill that not everybody has is so you'll you'll wear the same clothes as like somebody like a Bella Hadid or like you know and you like you pose just like they pose and like you you just give a different example of how these clothes can look awesome Uh on a body that doesn't look like Bella Hadid right that that, that has more curves but is still healthy totally I feel like yeah yeah, I I need to do another one I know I know I haven't done it in a long time I know do we have any like it's coming. Yeah. yeah. There's like, are you working on one right now? There's a few. Um, there's a few that are on the vision board that I'm like talking to photographers with, but it's like, I'm never fucking here. I need to yeah. sit down and actually plan it. It's hard because it's like, those don't pay me. I pay that. So I it's know. like, it's a lot of money and of it, it takes a lot of time and right. effort. So to bring a whole team on board while well, I mean, I have like bookings and travels and this, it's like, I just need to sit and do it. But has anyone, re- <laughs> has Julia Fox or anyone reached out to you or reposted or, or who's the coolest person? I already know Ashley Graham. Obviously that's your idol. Yeah. Ashley Graham is to you what Pam Anderson is to me. Exactly. Who's, who's, who's someone that's like reached out to you or supported you or applauded you even from a distance? Another, like a lot of curve like and plus size models that I look up to like a Hunter McGrady we're like mutuals Love now Hunter. on Instagram and like she's super supportive I've had Tara Lynn who's been like on my vision board now like congratulating me and was like oh my god keep going is Kerr Lawrence I looked up to her and now she's like like a friend of mine and she's like you're next in the game keep going so it's like to hear Amazing. that from people is like really really refreshing but like I said I'm like I almost feel like I'm just gonna do it one way or another like I don't you know what I'm saying yeah like, like when you get nice to for that the applause, place but, it doesn't yeah. even like you don't even really care anymore because totally. you never because you weren't doing it for them and it, you were never doing totally. it for that like for it's a the, perk for sure yeah, yeah. but it's not like I need to do it now because I got the validation from X like it's that, right that goes back to our initial point earlier in this conversation is I'm I'm doing this for me my happiness my confidence it's all tied back to me nobody totally. else no you, worked from that, you worked from that place of working backwards where like that person that end goal that you decided to be from the very beginning like they didn't need the totally. like, pat on the back from exactly. anybody else you know like I did Kim Kardashian and Skims and all them saw it but no one said anything and it like went viral and all this stuff but like Kim could have easily said something it was in daily mails and yahoo it was like all over the media and like she never said a word but it's like how does yeah that, that would have been you, nice how do, how do you get in daily mail because you don't even have pr right or do you know um i do but they've never gotten me that stuff that's all um, you yeah. organically yeah that's crazy yeah that was organic and then when writers talk like 
when writers write with me, I just like have a close relationship and they follow my journey. So then they'll like email me and be like, oh my God, I saw your post. Can so I story smart. this? Right. Yeah. So smart. And that's, that's, that's what people forget too, is like, there's the, the writers and the reporters and the people, like those are relationships to be had. There is a strategy behind all of yeah. this. You just have to make moves beyond being pretty. Totally. Like you said, there's, and there's it's talent. Like, and it's like staying consistent. Like, honestly, like almost to a default, I'm so actually not strategic. Like I'm so not like crafted. Like I honestly probably would be farther in my career if I was a little bit, but like I said, same. Like <laughs> I just show up every day and I do what I do. And if people want to get on board and write about it, great. And if they don't, I'm not reaching out. I'm not pitching really. I should be. I could be, but I'm oh, not. Oh, okay. Yeah. So who who would be a dream brand or person to work with? I have so many. I would like to definitely do more high fashion. I feel like that's something I haven't tapped as much into. I would love to be able to walk for like Versace or like something oh insane would be like iconic. Or like do YSL beauty campaign or like a YSL perfume campaign, something mm-hmm. really cool like that. Best perfume in the game, by the way. Oh my God, it's one of my favorite. <laughs> I wear it so every good. day. No, it's the best. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think I have dream brands like that. I, I definitely have been working with more of like the Skims Good American now, which is amazing and doing more social stuff with them. I'd love to do like campaigns and shoots with them. Obviously like Nike, Adidas would be fun to work with, but nothing like, there's not like one, I mean, a, a Vogue grease cover is what I really want. Ooh. Like I'm manifesting that. You heard it. You yeah. heard it, Grease. Wow. I I can no. see that. I can it totally needs see that. To happen. Yeah. Like the cover of Vogue Greece would be a dream because I'm 100% Greek, so it only makes sense. Oh, God. Get I your, know. Get your Peter ready, guys. No, literally. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. Snip this video. I love it. Put it on your vision board. Exactly. Well, Ella, you, I mean, I just am so grateful to know you. I love Aww. your energy. I love your confidence. And you're the type of girl that other girls need to be around. And I hope everyone finds a friend like Ella, oh, like I yeah. have Thank in this you. journey. Such an inspiration. Keep an eye out for Vogue Reese. And do we yes. have any other fun like projects or anything that we should keep up with? I'm going to work with Hugo Boss this week in Miami. I leave Love. tonight. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that should be really fun. Do some social work with them. And quickly tell us your handles. At El Halikas. Okay. Yep. On Instagram and TikTok. H-A-L-I-K-A-S. Halikas. And yeah, just stay stay tuned for the ride. Buckle up, baby. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> Make sure to show us all the failures along the way. Yes, as of the successes, course. Because I feel like those are even more empowering. It is important. Yes. Yeah. Don't for forget. Sure. They don't stop even <laughs> when you get to a certain point, right? Of course. I love okay. that. Thank you, Thank ladies. Thank you so much. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.